you know, in ConvertKit, it's called a visual automation. In Flowdesk, it's called a workflow. Right. Basically, what these things are, are sequences, automated sequences that people can go through, like a welcome sequence or a five-day challenge, something along those lines. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. The Brands at Book Podcast is back. And in today's episode, Chris and I are chatting through two popular email marketing platforms, ConvertKit and Flowdesk. If you're interested in getting started with email marketing, or if you're thinking about switching email marketing platforms, you'll want to listen to this discussion. So we've also recently relaunched our YouTube channel. In the past, YouTube's really just been a place where we house tutorials for our template users. However, if you listen to the podcast, you know that for a long time now, we're talking like years, I've wanted to do more videos, and now that's finally happening. You can find a five to seven minute YouTube video that compares Flowdesk and ConvertKit on our channel. So be sure to check out that. I'll put the link in the show notes. And from what I'm told, it really helps if you subscribe, like, and comment on the video and watch the whole thing. So please consider doing so if you're so inclined. More of those to come every Wednesday. And that's not all. We're also running a giveaway. You can learn more about that on our Instagram, but the gist of it is that you can win a free template from our shop and it's super easy to enter the giveaway. So lots going on. Anyways, be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode. And we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands at Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at davianchrista. Now, on to the episode. All right, we're back. Another episode of the Brands of Book Podcast. It has been a while since we recorded an episode. Yes. I mean, I think we had summer vacation. We both got colds. Yes. Like it feels like it was more than a cold. I mean, it definitely wasn't the Rona, but it felt, it basically knocked us out for about two weeks. Yeah. I'm still going. So if I sound congested, forgive me. (laughs) You sound fine. So something else that's going on though, is that we we did uh, intentionally break from releasing content. So even before some summer colds and vacation and things like that, we decided we were going to take a little bit of time off, just share some of our old episodes. One, because we have a lot of really great old episodes and content to share and some fascinating interviews. But in addition to that, we have launched our YouTube channel. So you might have seen that on social media. If you follow us, if you do not, then go ahead and check out our new YouTube channel. We've had a YouTube channel for a while. It's been mostly tutorials, right? but now we're doing, we're just releasing more content there. YouTube is a, as I've said on the podcast, very interesting 
channel that I've wanted to take advantage of for a long time. Like years. <laughs> yeah. And we could talk all about People have heard me and we've had other guests on the podcast. Trina Little is actually somebody who's helping us with the YouTube channel. And she's been on the podcast before, way back when it seems like, talking about the advantages of YouTube. So I won't, you know, I'll spare everybody that. But it's been something that we've been wanting to do for a long time. And finally, I've, I've found the courage to do it. Yeah. I'm very excited for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. It, it, you know, it's something that I think Graham Cochran has told me about a million times. It's just like, just do it. You know, like just, <laughs> just tur- turn the camera on and record and then go from there. Yeah. And so finally, I feel like something clicked and I was like, okay. It also helped. Shout out to Tyler Harrington, who came out and spent, you know, probably two two days or so yeah. hanging out with us, uh, making sure, you know, equipment and lighting and things like that were set up correctly. But then also, you know, I think one of the most helpful things was we sat down to record a video. I think it was on show at SEO. So check out that. And the whole time I'd stop and I'd be like, dang it, I'm redoing this. He's like, no, Davey, just keep going. Which I tell you all the time, you always, I guess, I know, overthink things I know. and think it's not perfect enough. I know. (laughs) So, but anyways, finally, finally, that something, something clicked. I think in part two, like Tyler, you know, using his magic editing skills, edited a rough cut of it in like 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. showed it to me. And I was like, oh, that actually isn't too bad. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So anyways, check out the YouTube channel. We've got a lot of great content that we've dropped there. One of them is on ConvertKit versus Flowdesk. But if you're listening to this, honestly, there's, you know, generally you're going to find a little bit more content, you know, about a topic in you know, a 30, 40 minute podcast episode than you would in one of our YouTube videos on the same topic. There are some, of course, exceptions to that. Certainly, you know, some of our tutorials as well. But, you know, of the first videos we're releasing, one on Showit SEO, one on ConvertKit versus Slowdesk, another one on Elementor versus Showit. Mm-hmm. And I think the last one of this set anyways was going to be, you know, five tips for a high converting landing page, which right. ties really well, I think, into this topic. Yeah, I think so too. Cool. So glad you're here with me though, because you have a lot of experience embedding forms from a lot of different email marketing platforms. Yeah. And I know that you have, you always, when you're working on somebody's email stuff on their website, you know, you're like, oh, thank God they have Flowdesk. I know somebody sent me a crazy form to embed for their contact form today. And the form doesn't have a mobile version. And I was like, how do you not have a mobile version of your form in 2021? Yeah. Yeah. That (laughs) is. That's a bad platform. I told them that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, everything is is mobile. mobile. It's all about mobile. Yeah. Mobile first, for sure. So anyways, the point of this episode here is to dive into some of the differences between ConvertKit and Flowdesk for those of you who are trying to decide between an email marketing platform. And then also we're just going to be talking some generic email marketing stuff too, for those of you who are getting into email marketing that you might find interesting. We have other episodes about email marketing that you should check out. And we go into the reasons for email marketing, you know, the money in the list and, you know, how it's one of the biggest revenue generators in terms of channels. It's the only channel that you own. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel a little bit deceptive, not deceptive. That's not the right word, but I feel that's not quite true. Right. (laughs) But you have a little more control over it than say like, you can't control really what Instagram decides to show. Sure. You know, you can't like download your Instagram followers list and bring them to a new platform or something like that. Right. Whereas with email, you definitely can. I think what I always like to remind people of though, is that there is an algorithm when it comes to email, you know, it's like, you know, there's a reason why things end up in a spam mailbox or a promotions folder or things like that. So, but it is, I, you know, I think hands down the channel where we see 
probably most of our revenue come from. Yeah, that and Facebook and Instagram ads. Yeah, yeah. So those would be the the, the top ones, I think. So why are we comparing Flowdesk and ConvertKit? I think because those are the two most popular platforms, besides like Mailchimp, which we used to recommend, but we don't really recommend anymore. Yeah, and one of the reasons we used to recommend Mailchimp was because you know it was like the only platform with a free option up to like a hundred it was like there's a user limit and sure. it was kind of limited but yeah there was but a free. ConvertKit has a free option now mm-hmm. so now there's not really a reason to start with mailchimp like if you're definitely looking and maybe that's the first thing that we should talk about is price when it comes to uh, email marketing platforms you can expect i think for an email marketing platform to spend in the ballpark of 15 20 30 dollars a month to hundreds uh yeah you know, or, it varies depending on how big your list is except i think flowdesk is always one price yeah and that's one of the big advantages of flowdesk right. so that should be maybe point number one for <laughs> flowdesk is that flowdesk is going to be 49 dollars a month regardless of the size of your list and that's usually how they figure out you know that and feature sometimes so for instance for a uh, till agency we use entreport and to get access to more advanced features and if you have more subscribers you have to pay more each month convertkit's actually similar now where ConvertKit's going to start around $29 a month. There is a free plan, but again, it's pretty limited. So let's say it starts in the ballpark of $29 a month, but it's going to go up for access to some of their, what they consider, I think they call them their creator features. Well, you can't do any workflows or automations. In the free plan. In the free plan. Yeah. But so let's say it starts at $29 a month. So starting at both, I think ConvertKit and Flowdesk are comparable. You can usually find a 50% off offer for Flowdesk. Yeah. We have one. We do. Um, so you can check out the show notes for that if you're looking to get 50% off. And I think um, it's 50% off forever. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, you can read the terms and all. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that gets you down to what? Like, you know, I think it's 19, 20? I think it's normally 19 a month for people if they have yeah. that coupon. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets, you, it gets you down there. So that's something that's worth checking out. But the amazing thing is, is, you know, your list goes to from 1,000 to 10,000 people and you're not increasing in price. So that's really, really nice. ConvertKit has some, and we'll talk about this when we get to the feature set. You know, there's the the typical plan that I think increases with subscribers. And then there's another higher tier plan that gets you some more, you know, quote unquote advanced features as well. Right. So anyways, the nice thing about email marketing platforms in general, and this is true of both these platforms, is that it'll scale with you, right? So, you know- Whereas we found something like MailChimp isn't quite as scalable. It doesn't have as many automations built in. It's just a little bit trickier. Yeah, I would say it's less intuitive. Yeah, it's less intuitive. Yeah. Whereas like ConvertKit, I think is very, is highly intuitive, it, you know, same with Flowdesk, but you know, with price even more in terms of scale, like the more subscribers you get, the more money you should be making, yeah. right? Because each subscriber, hopefully each lead is worth, you know, X amount and so on and so forth. Anyways, moving on from price, what should we talk about next? Design, because I love talking about design. <laughs> All right, take it away. I mean, if you're going to compare the two, hands down, Flowdesk wins. It is so much more beautiful. It's so much more intuitive. They have a lot of built-in designs and beautiful fonts included too, which is awesome, that really make it easy to add images and text and match your brand and design beautiful landing pages and design beautiful emails, whereas ConvertKit is much more basic. The forms that you can embed on websites are really simple. You can't even override them with code, so they're kind of going to look the way they look. You can change like a few fonts, a colors, some like little things on the forms, but definitely not to the extent that you can change things on Flowdesk. And then the emails themselves, 
you could get really technical with CSS and HTML and change a lot, but most people, it's way over their head and not worth the time. And I would say, I mean, would it be fair to say that their email builder is really like what put them on the map? Oh, Flowdesk? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, for sure. So I would say both of them have their strengths, right? I mean, like uh, some of you listening, you might you might have a brand where it makes sense to send more plain text or maybe that's what you prefer. Right. You know, and that's totally fine too. And from an email deliverability standpoint too, I think that there's an argument to be made for a more plain text email, more likely to land in the inbox than let's say the promotions tab. Yeah. But a lot of us, I think in the creative industry, right? We care about aesthetics. Yeah. And there's really not an easier platform to design a beautiful email than Flowdesk. Yes. So, true. And, and I'll say uh, I've recently moved a client that I'm helping doing some funnel building for move on to Flowdesk. I, they've been nothing but happy with the platform. Right. And again, just working in there, you know, and setting up the different automations, it really is intuitive. And there's there's like, there's a few little things that I'm like, ah, oh, that, that's kind of odd, as there is with, I think, any platform. But every time I'm in there, I'm like, oh, should we move the Deviant <laughs> Crystal List to Flowdesk? <laughs> so anyways, I think at the end of the day, if you care about how your emails look, then Flowdesk is the platform to go with. Yes. And I would think a lot of people listening to us probably care about the way their emails look. <laughs> sure, sure. I just think if that's going to hold you up from sending emails, then maybe ConvertKit's the way to go so that you're not sitting there. Oh, no, they're like pretty out of the box and you just oh, have I to agree. change a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about some features as well. Okay. Maybe we'll start with form and landing page creation. Okay. Cool. They both offer landing pages. They both offer forms. Like I said, Flowdesk probably offers more options to change colors and fonts. You can even get like very visual with letter spacing and like font variations. You know, ConvertKit does have that stuff built in, but it's much more limited. So typically, if somebody has a Flowdesk account, I tell them to make their landing page in Flowdesk. Whereas if they have a ConvertKit account, we typically make their landing page and show it or WordPress and then embed a really simple form. Because if we go that route, we can make their page prettier. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say for, if you're looking for a native landing page builder though, that's one area I think where ConvertKit right now is currently the better platform. Okay. Is because they have more advanced features when it comes to landing pages. I think it depends on what you need. If okay. you just need a simple landing page, maybe Flowdesk because they're pretty. <laughs> they, they, you know, absolutely. They absolutely are, are pretty, but I feel like the, you know, what will be awesome for Flowdesk, and maybe this is the case, you might know, when you're able to take advantage of the, the email builder and a, basically apply that to the landing page, if you could, in Flowdesk, you could build a landing page uh -huh. with the same email builder, that would be amazing. You can. It is can, the same. It's Are you sure? The visual editor? Yeah. Yes, it's the same. No. Yes. I feel like most of the Flowdesk landing pages I see are simply like paragraph text and a form. And that's it. There's not like more sections to it. I don't know if there are a lot of template options. Pull it up and look. There's a few different formats. It's typically like you can do a pop-up, an inline, and then there's, it looks like one template for the full page where it's like image. But that's headline. what I'm talking about, the full page. Like if you wanted to build out a more intricate full page landing page. With like testimonials and yeah, all exactly. things. Yeah, exactly. And an about section or whatever, you know, right. whatever it might be. Then you can do that with ConvertKit. Okay. Whereas with, with Flowdesk, I think the, the, you get a beautiful template. There's no arguing that, but right. you don't get... It's not like you you build a landing page in Flowdesk like you build an email. 
Right. So if we're going to, but when I do convert it forms, I typically embed them in a show it's like anyways, so sure. that I can really make it pretty. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, in general, you're right. Yeah. In general, we recommend people use their website builder. Right. But if you are somebody who's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not good with my website builder. I don't want to, you know, maybe my website's outdated. I know I need to <laughs> update it, whatever the case might be, but you can't build your landing pages in your website then I think, you know, if you need a robust landing page builder, you don't want to pay for a third-party tool like lead pages, you know, right. so on. ConvertKit right now offers more robust landing pages. But Flowdesk is rolling out with stuff so fast. I would think that that's probably in their roadmap. Oh, I, I, I agree. <laughs> but I'm just saying where things stand right now. Right now, today. You can obviously tell Krista, Krista's like, let's just record an episode on Flowdesk. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell where she stands. Uh, and, you know, to be fair, you know, for good reason. But, you know, like like Krista said, from an embedding form standpoint and making forms look good, Flowdesk, it's going to be easier to do that right. uh, than it is going to be for ConvertKit. Moving on to more features when it comes to ConvertKit and Flowdesk, visual automations and workflows. Right. Um, those are the same things. They're just called different. You know, in ConvertKit, it's called a visual automation. In Flowdesk, it's called a workflow. Right. Basically, what these things are, are sequences, automated sequences that people can go through, like a welcome sequence or a five-day challenge, something along those lines, where somebody fills out a form, and then they automatically get those emails without you having to go in and manually send each one. They can be triggered based on different actions that somebody might take. So maybe somebody clicks a button in a certain sequence, and that puts them in another sequence. Maybe somebody registers for a webinar on your website, and that throws them into some sort of follow-up you know, reminder sequence. But you can do that in both uh, Flowdesk and ConvertKit. You've been in both. Which one do you like better? I, honestly, they're really similar. I think they have all of the same triggers now because Flowdesk has kind of released new ones this year. Yeah. So they, they seem really similar. I think if you need to do a little bit more intricate type stuff, ConvertKit's probably still the better option, but Flowdesk really isn't that far behind. And you like really have to get pretty intricate in order to need the features. I think that ConvertKit has the Flowdesk it doesn't have yet. Yeah. Honestly, I can't think of off the top of my head, like what those features would be. Yeah. So, and I can't either, but I know. just, I know I've probably seen a few more options in ConvertKit than I have in Flowdesk. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still think they might have a few, you know, additional triggers or maybe different actions. You know, I think at the end of the day, Flowdesk's workflows are a little bit more visually appealing than ConvertKit's. Definitely. Um, yeah. Visual automations. I think at the same time, they both work really well though. Yeah. I think yeah. so too. I think they're both great. Yeah. I think they're both, both really good. I will say one of the things that I appreciate within ConvertKit is just how many integrations they have. Yes, so many. You can integrate with just about everything. Yeah, and, and you don't need too. Zapier yeah, exactly. to do it. Because basically, I mean, if you were, if you have a Zapier integrate, if a tool has a Zapier integration, then they can integrate with pretty much anything out there. Right. And so that's important. And, and Flowdesk has a Zapier integration. So pretty much all your other marketing tools can be connected if you want to connect them, right? Yeah. But it is so much easier when there's a native integration because typically it's, you know, a click of a few buttons and things are connected. And zaps sometimes get turned off or sometimes stop working. So if you have too many zaps and too many like integrations in order to get things connected, we found that they might break. So that is one of the reasons why we have not moved our list from ConvertKit to Flowdesk yet. Probably the number of automations that we have, which is a lot. And then it has a native WooCommerce integration. So we don't have to use this app for that. 
Yeah. And all that is, you know, just having been on ConvertKit for so long, I'd say that's the single most reason or single biggest reason why we haven't switched. If we were starting over, you know, we might... Use Flowdesk. Yeah, we'd probably use Flowdesk. Yeah, our emails will be much prettier. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, but ConvertKit has been around so much longer that they're going to have so many more integrations or and other tools are going to have more integrations with them. So that's been one of the nice things about ConvertKit. Uh, if we move on to some other features like A-B testing, there is really not much A-B testing on either platform. Yeah, you can just test A-B subject lines in ConvertKit and that is it. Yeah, I want to say... ConvertKit has something else you can test, but I can't remember at this point. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Um, so what that means is you can put in two different subject lines. It'll send it to a smaller group, see which subject line has a better open and click rate, and then deliver the rest of the emails with that subject line. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be really nice to see some more robust A-B testing from both platforms right? and not just subject line stuff. And then even beyond that, I think one of the complaints that I see about ConvertKit about the subject or yeah, about the subject line testing is the criteria for what wins, you know? So I'm getting into the weeds here a little bit, but it would be nice, for instance, if you could set whether the winner is based off open rate or click rate, because you might have an open rate that are, is the same between the two subject lines, but the click rate of one is way higher, you know? Right. And so you might opt to, well, I want, you know, but you can't set that in ConvertKit. I'm pretty sure it's just set off of open rate. So anyways, um, same thing with reporting, to be honest, I, I would I would like to see some, some better reporting on in both platforms. As you can probably guess, Flowdesk reporting is prettier. It's, I think, <laughs> easier to understand. Like, you know, the way they lay it out is really, is really nice. I would say at least... I was working with a client and I should look up this, but landing page conversion rates, I don't know if they have, if they do much reporting on that. So you can see how many people who land on your, uh, your landing page and then how many people who complete the form. That would be something that those are metrics that are really helpful to know so that you know whether your landing page is working. Right. So I'm not sure that that's something that Flowdesk is currently doing, but even ConvertKit, like if you want extra reporting from ConvertKit, you have to pay to be part of, I think it's called their creator plan. Right. And so as a result, like we're on their creator plan, we get some more information around deliverability, which is helpful. So if like, I don't know, if all of all of the Gmail addresses, let's say, are bouncing, you know, it's helpful for us to troubleshoot why and fix that. But it would be nice if that was just built into the plan. Yeah, and you didn't have to pay more money for it. Exactly. And it would be great to see, you know, Flowdesk move into that territory of reporting as well. I think one of the things that I appreciate about Entreport, honestly, not that I would recommend most people go that direction, right. you know, and that's what we're using for Till is that you can do some subscriber scoring. I think ConvertKit may have uh, rolled out with that as well, but that's always helpful too, just to get a sense of like, you know, one of the things I liked about MailChimp, for instance, is like, they'll kind of tell you how active that, or at least they used to, and I haven't used MailChimp forever, but how active a subscriber is, uh -huh. you know? So those are all things I think around reporting, there's a probably areas of improvement there and same with AB testing. Anything else to add from there? I don't think so. I don't look at that many reports. That's definitely <laughs> all you. I, I do like the front-end form building. Make it look pretty. <laughs> That's my job. Yeah. So anything else to add to this conversation? I don't think so. I mean, both of them have free trials, I believe. So you can get in there and test. I don't know if you can send an email from Flowdesk before paying 
maybe you can. I think you can within your your trial. Within your trial. Um, and yeah, so uh, if you're interested in a trial for both, we have links in our show notes. They are both affiliate links. And of course, uh, if you decide to sign up, we get a commission for you signing up at no extra expense to you. The Flowdesk one does save you 50%. Yeah, so. the Flowdesk one does save you 50%. So of course, if you sign up using our links, we are very appreciative of that. You can find those in the show notes. But like Krista said, you know, sign up for a trial of both. Try sending just even a broadcast email, you know, and a broadcast email is just a single one-off email to a few people uh, or even just as a test yourself, see which one you like and see which one you feel like is more intuitive. But these are, you know, we recommend both these platforms. And so what we're doing this comparison, right, to help you choose the best platform for you. But these are both platforms that we think people will be happy on. Yes, definitely. And, you know, if you find it, you have some extra time, but who has extra time these days? <laughs> Head on over to YouTube, give the channel a subscribe and check out some of our videos and let us know if there's content that you'd like us to see on YouTube. You know, shoot us a DM on Instagram. Let us know a lot of the content that we create is based on questions that were asked over and over again. One of them being, you know, hey, which email marketing platform should I use? Yes. So that kind of stuff really does help. And we love knowing that people are finding content helpful. So if you're finding it helpful, please let us know. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DeviantKrista.com. 